to be also connected in the pocket is sponsored by the School of Rock Main Line. I'd like to thank the School of Rock Main Line, located at 511 Old Lancaster Road in Berwyn. You can visit their website at schoolofrock.com. As for Dave Marsh or Rick Allison. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Weinberg, and welcome to episode 119 of the wow, David wow. Osikinen In the Pocket podcast. We're joined for 119th episode by another great drummer, Freddie Berman. The man. Freddie B. He's with us in the studio. And speaking of drummers, we got another one on the line. We're going to be joining in just a second. He's out in California. He's from San Francisco, but don't uh, Eagles fans, don't, don't hate him for that. Because he's a great guy and he's a great drummer. His name is Mike Vanderhul. You probably know him from YNT. He's done a lot of other great stuff, and we're thrilled to have him on. So, uh, Rich, let's uh, let's get uh, Mike Vanderhul on. We'll jump right to it. Hey guys, hey. Hey. what hey. is? Right? Yeah. Hey, everything's going to be all right, man. Now that we see you, how yeah, are you, yeah. man? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. This is fun. Yeah, it sure is. It it's, sure been is. A long, it's been a long time. You and I have uh, been meaning to meet up, hasn't it? Exactly. And, and and you know what's funny about it? I just thought about this because over the over the summer we played at. I was telling you about that venue out in San Francisco, Saratoga. Was it Sarah? The mountain, the mountain winery, right? Beautiful. Winery. And uh, so I, I, you know, we play our show, and uh, and I hung out for a little bit, and then I got her. You know, you have to take one of those little. Um, like uh, it was an, like an, yeah, you get you get driven up there in this little cart up to your bus, and I literally in my bunk ready to crash out, and I get a message that you Mike was down in the dressing room, so I call them up and I say, listen, man, can you get me a drive back down there? I come run down. I think I might even came in in my pajamas or something. I was like, <laughs> Mike, you know. Yeah, yeah. So because Mike and I have a connection with a buddy of ours, uh, a Rolf. Flew from from uh, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing Ralph's name correctly, but Ralph is at um, Ralph Fow. Fow, okay. Yeah. So so he's at uh, All Access. It's a cartridge company in in Germany, and we both have been working with Ralph for years. And uh, and he would say to me, Dave, you gotta meet Mike. You gotta meet Mike. You know, you'd love this guy. And then I from what I hear from Ralph, Ralph told you the same thing. And then finally, yeah. we were playing. We connected, but it was the same kind of thing like today. We were supposed to start a little while ago. We ran into some issues. You were incredibly patient as you are, and yeah. you we, and here we are hanging out together online, man. So we're excited awesome. to chat with you, bro. Yeah, and, and back at you, man. This is going to be fun. Looking forward yeah. to it. But absolutely no yeah. talking about drums, right? <laughs> I, I'm going to sit out. Everybody I'm just went silent. Oh, my team. God, what are we talking about? We won't go too deep into football, but listen, even before we started, we started talking a little bit about the fact that you're from San Francisco. I know YNT. I was, you know, even though I, I've known of the band for a long time, and and yeah, uh, but, you know, that band originated in Oakland. So I'm just assuming that, you know, you were a Raiders fan, and then you told me you, you grew up in San Francisco. And you're a Niners fan. So we were going into a little bit of the sports thing, us being the Eagles. Yeah. In case you don't know, the Eagles and the Niners have created a they, – they have a bit of a, um, you know, rivalry right. sure. for sure, man. Two of the, the two – I think the two best teams in the NFL are playing. Mike is a fan. I'm a longtime Eagles fan. 
I think Freddie is too, and I know Andy is. So we're outnumbering you, bro. But we yeah. got huge. We look, we're Should musicians. I call so some friends in or what? You know, lots of respect, brother. A lot of respect yeah. for that team. And oh, yeah. you, man. I mean, you've had a hell of a career, man. Like unbelievable. Like the one thing that that's so cool about doing this podcast, and, and is that you know you get the really not only like I knew about the stuff that you've done, and I know about Y and T, and I. But I didn't realize the depth and some of the people that you've worked with over the years and the breadth of your 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 drumming. Like you, you know, you it's a wide scope, man. Your style, you've played with a lot of different people and you're able to like walk that line. And I mean, what a career, dude. Thank you. As you know, it doesn't happen overnight. So that band you end no. up in, you know, it's there's a lot of names that came along the way and a lot of ups and downs and trial and error. And like you tell your students, if you if you have to like question, is this what I want to do for a living? Then it's not for you. You know, you got to eat, breathe and sleep it. So, yeah, it was just a lot of, uh, you know, I started out like everybody else, just playing bar bands and clubs and and all styles of music and a lot of R&B and soul playing live with drum machines when all the dance stuff came in. And, and that really helped learning how to play the sequencers and clicks. Thank God, because later on I survived that, you know, where a lot of yeah. guys got replaced, you know. But yeah, yeah. playing yeah. kinds of music with everybody and just following yeah. what path was there and trying to be keep a good attitude, you know, and right. it's led me to uh, where I am now, both sessions. And I never thought I'd be in a quote unquote metal band, but because I'm versatile, I can play. Yeah. And YAT is a fairly versatile band for a hard rock yeah. band. You know what I mean? so, yeah, very very musical. Yeah. You're very musical, and 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 you must be because. Um, when we when I announced the fact that uh, you're gonna you're gonna be with us, I said I posted that, you know, like drummers love you, you know, like my buddy Johnny no. D. Johnny yeah. D. wrote he wrote uh, my, Mikey, oh, no, Mikey. I love Johnny. yeah, you know, we were I mean? just on the Monsters of Rock cruise about four doors down from each other, so we saw each other every day. And what a great guy and a great player himself. Hell yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you survived. You talked about playing with, you know, like I, <laughs> we could go on like the panic. Like I remember like one time my band said to me, I think I told you about this too. He said, oh yeah, we're going to start like using the click live. Yeah. Like, you know, the studio, it's one thing, but all of a sudden you get in the, you're sort of live situation. You're like playing in front of uh, five, 10,000 people and you got to click yeah. and you got other guys that are like way ahead of the click and you got to like zone in. I was like, I did that tour. I think I wanted, yeah. three months. I almost wanted to quit. And yeah, then all of a sudden yeah. it started happening, but it really took a while for me to get that student, student, no problem, but live. Oh my goodness. You know, because it was dealing with everybody's blood pressure, right. <laughs> exactly. you know, it's crazy. Yeah. I you overcome that stuff. Yeah. I, I watched a lot of drummers go down and were forced to play to a click live and they just shove yeah. the headphones on them and crank that thing up. Or even the days, some guys don't like headphones, so it's blasting on stage in the monitor next to them. It's just it's torture. But that's no way to play to a click. It's impossible. I was fortunate that that coming up, like I said, the guys would put the Lindrum machine right next to me, and I was playing with all these dance bands, and you know, I was like the minority in the band and learning and just and watching the dancers and and taking it all in. And at first yeah. it was hard and they're just like, play with the beats and you do all the fills and the colors and the symbols. And it became yeah. really fun. And then years yeah. later, I was one of those guys when 
Weckl and John Robinson and everybody were doing it. I had like a six foot two rack of effects and triggers and I'm micing yeah. myself and, and, and mixing it all together. And then I'm, wow. I'm hooked up with the keyboard player and we're playing like sequences and stuff. So it became wow. a way more musical thing. And, and I give wow. that to, you know, that, that, that's taught me everything I need to know about playing to a click or sequences or loops. And you look at guys yeah. like one of my heroes who you had on Mickey Curry and yes. you know, you look at the early hollow notes and stuff and they were playing along with drum machines and, you know, yeah. Jeff Picaro yeah. and the Michael Jack stuff. That was the thing back then, you know? So that was my school. Yeah. It's an art. Mm -hmm. It really is yeah. an art and you got to work at it. And, you yeah. know, conceptually, you know, I, I remember I visualized, I would just tell the guys that I want to invite Sam Clayton onto the, from Little Feet, I, I like to invite oh, Sam yeah. on. We had Paul Barrera on before, and I like to invite yeah. Sam because Sam was always the guy I would visualize, even if it was a cowbell, just yeah, playing, yeah. playing the Sam. <laughs> you know, that there was it. Yeah. And, and it's almost like you got to humanize the electronics or the digitality of the whole thing. Is that a yeah, word? Digitality. Yeah. Yeah. I just made it up. <laughs> you know, I mean, but it it, yeah. it it is really something. And, and, and listen, you know, you just got to, you know, you just got to going to get on board with that thing because that's not going away you know right i, I, yeah. I recently somebody i saw somebody post a friend of mine posted something about like i don't know about you i i use you do you use in ears when you play got them on right now there we go <laughs> beautiful there you go that's, that's yeah. it all you know a lot of guys like yeah. I, you know I'm, I'm almost surprised now when i see somebody on the road that's not using them you know on the road it's like almost essential you know, and for me, as I got older, I said I was having trouble hearing all the, you know, with all the noise and everything on stage, it clarified something, got the clarity of it got better. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm always oh, yeah. really surprised when I, I see the old school cats doing it, you know, with a monitor or a wedge and they're playing, you know. Oh, yeah. Some, oh, yeah. some people don't want to go down that that rabbit hole, you know. I with, just but saw, I just saw Queen. Yeah. I just saw Queen just a few weeks ago and speaking of that. Roger and Brian, no in-ears. They were they were playing live, live stacks. Almost every song was live in, in a big arena. But when they went out, they walked out on the ramp and did the, the special stuff where you had another kid out there and a guitar, then they had them on. But it wasn't Years. for playing the tracks or anything like that. It was it was uh it was still all yeah. natural, you know. Amazing yeah. to see. We have to like yeah. say that nowadays. We're like, oh, they weren't playing to a click, it was all real. Well, duh, yes. that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I was thinking about that on when I ride over here today because I, I, I'm, I grew up on the Beatles and the Stones. Yeah. And Charlie Watts, you know, I remember like trying to emulate Charlie Watts, you know, playing with bands, and I would visualize Charlie. But I'd be doing my thing. But as a young player, I was like, I'd see how Charlie would do. There was only one Charlie. And he yeah. could like, and I remember Charlie, sometimes you'd hear songs start up like at one tempo and they'd end up at another. It was the beauty of it all. It was live. Stones right. still do that, you know? Right. Only a few people can get away with that. Like, I remember I'm going like, yeah. I, I can't get away with that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the guys in my band would want to kill me, you know? Right. What are you doing here, you know? Well, if you, if you <laughs> listen like... I, I read a lot about Steve Jordan, how he produces those records that feel so damn good, like John Mayer's, you know? And he says, yeah. you know... They might practice to a click or get a feel, but then when they cut, it's natural because they're all so yeah. good. You know, it's him and Pino yeah. and John, and, and it yeah. just, you know, that's how you get a nice natural feel if you're good at keeping time already. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, time is meant to breathe. And speaking of that, it's like, yeah, in, in a nutshell, you know, learning to play to clicks, so I'll just say this. It's like in the 80s, it was drum machines, and we either had to play to them or replace them. So all yeah. the little subtleties had to be right on the money. 
which eventually made you not sound like you had good feel because when you took it away you were playing metronomically perfect like a like i call yeah. it like a sprinkler you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, that's what your yeah. hi-hat sounds like so yeah. Yeah. you know you yeah. watch like dave weckel claims he was like that we all loved it but how did he loosen up get that new incredible feel and and all these right. guys and it's like it's about you know i eventually learned to like when you're practicing to a click put the click on you know every two beats every four yeah. beats every right. few bars and then just yeah. get that downbeat and play in between and move around and if you listen yeah. to guys like bonham or bernard purdy the funk guys and you listen to it naturally the groove had that almost felt like that downbeat was late but the one is where it's at everything else will become this elastic time just every note in between will stretch and find its place you know so, yeah. you know, I've, I've been accused, like I said recently, I won't na- say any names, but there's a couple of guys that we use in Nashville that we send tracks to when we're done with our side of it, you know. Right. And this one bass player rung me up and he goes, hey, I'm, I'm looking at the grid here. Do you want me to play with your bass drum or on the grid? Because you're missing a bunch of them, you know. I'm like, what? <laughs> just just shut that crap off and just play to me and play. Let's play right. music. You know, it's like, yeah. I couldn't believe that, but you know, yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. could be better. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but no, the but, field, but, man, but it's, it's, the field. it's philosophical, philosophical what you're talking about, because yeah. what, what is that? You know, I won't mention him, but Eric Bazillion would say, um, he yeah. would say, uh, you want me to play to you or do you want me to play to the click? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to play to me, Jack. Yeah, That's yeah, the way yeah. he but it is funny. Yeah. I mean, because you learn to swing with that thing. You yeah. know, my man next to me, he grooves with the click. Awesome. He grooves with it, you know? How you know, you that's what that? I, I mean, I, I attempt to do. I make that thing, yeah. I'm, like I said, I visualize that being a human. Because if I don't, it's it's yeah. that. I don't want that. I want it to feel good, you know? So what was your training on it then? I, I'm sorry? I was talking to him. What's your training on the click then? If you make it feel so good, how, how did you come up? I well, first of all, I tried to use musical elements, kind of like what you were saying about what you were doing a lot. I yeah. hate just the sterile, you know, Pro sure. Tools click. Yeah. So I bring my own loops. Oh, nice. So I play to the. There's a click there. But uh, there'll be one channel for a loop, one channel for a click. Be nice. So it's yeah. musical. Yeah. 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 There you go. Gotta have it, man. You gotta yeah. have it because then it's it, if it if it isn't there, it's it, to me it's not music. You know what I mean? I think that was really like where. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, you know, the shows. No one, no one wanted their money back when I said I went through this back in the day. Everybody was happy. Yeah. I wasn't happy. I was like, you know what? It's not feeling because I remember this. Uh, I don't know this lacks of days ago. I wasn't that. I but because I want every show to be great. But I was like, it just didn't feel to me like it used to feel. Like yeah. like, well, oh man, that was amazing. But then at one some point, at, I don't remember when it was. Maybe sometimes where the end of the tour went like because I think at one point one of the guys in my band said, you know, let's let's lose this thing. And I said, no fucking way are we losing that now? Because now I'm making, right. now I've got it working for me, man. No yeah, way. Yeah. And listen, when you've been like you've been on the road for a long time, and you know that you know, like with me, sometimes I know that I'm getting tired. I, I'm, you know, like I don't know if my judgment isn't always as good as it was when I first started. So I may want to play something at a certain tempo where it isn't, even though I've got a reference, you know. 
So that click is like the art. To me, it's the argument, argument solver. It just is, that's it, man. Exactly. Because I got dudes that try to argue over the clicks tempo. Yeah. Hey, that can't be right. Hey, listen, that's the one you wanted. You know, that's yeah. that's it. It is right, you know, because we yeah. feel different. We feel songs are different from one song to another. You know, if you're yeah. playing long enough, sometimes you wake up, your body chemistry is a little different that day. It, yeah. it changes, man, you know? Yeah, I, I keep a uh, Tama rhythm watch next to me. I don't like using the light. I pipe it into my in-ears, but I don't play to it. I just listen to it for a little while and just get the groove while they yeah. introduce the song. Yeah. Yeah, you, you travel on a bus all day and you think you're like smoking and wide awake and you're not, or the other yeah. way around, you're all hyped exactly. up to play and it's like, damn, it's a lot slower. You just got to relax. Yeah. And because yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, if, if like with class, if Dave's got to sing too slow and hold the notes out long, it kills him. If it's too fast, it kills him. And he's got to sing four or five nights a week sometimes. So you got to get those tempos yeah, where right. he's comfortable, you know? And it's the audience the knows the songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring that up because. The only reason that we really went to using the click was because of the vocals. I yeah. know, like as they as the guys got older, that they needed that consistency every night because they, you know, like you know, the guys I work with, they're they're constantly they they you know they warm up before the shows. They want it consistent. So even yeah. if it's off like a beat or a beat or something, or even like points on a beat, you know, their 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 breathing gets affected. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 an interesting thing, you know, and there's probably people out there going, oh, geez, why do you even use that? But really, yeah. I mean, I got two guys that are up there fronting like you do, like like I call the leaders of the band, yeah, yeah. where we're kind of like leading the tempo. Like there's different leaders in the band, you know. Yeah. We got to make that happen. But at the yeah. same time, they got to they got to front that song, sing that song, and they yeah. have to be at their best when they do it. So they want to be right. able to feel it right, you know. On the other it hand, though, if they're pushing or pulling, I'm not going to fight them. You know what I mean? If it's the leader doing yeah. it, you know? Yeah. They're Indeed, trying to tell man. me something without having to go, come on, come on, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing? Tell, tell me what, what, what's going on with, uh, with with you right now. What are you doing right now? Uh, oh, just, uh, you know, things are still kind of slow with the band. Ever since uh, COVID, it's like Dave last year had prostate cancer. And he's doing great now. He's completely remission. He fine. They caught it really early. So, but now we're trying to get back out there and it's really tough for bands at our level. You know, we don't have as many hits as say the Hooters or a night Ranger or somebody like that. So it's hard to get in a van or whatever and travel around the country or do fly dates, do that because yeah. hotels and fuel, you know, it's just, especially the hotels, it's ridiculous, you know, but next yeah. year's the 50th anniversary of the band. So we did manage to put together, we're playing like, uh, you know, a bunch of so far, we're going to add to this, but so far we're playing a bunch of the West Coast states here. So, you know, Amazing. that we do well and that don't have a lot over in. We're going to Japan. That's set in stone. Wow. We've got the Monsters of Rock Cruise. Wow, and then we're exciting. doing Europe and the UK in the fall and hopefully some more U.S. states. And then we'll see what's to come. It's all being put together. But, you know, in the wow. meantime, it's like, okay, the, during COVID, I found out Plan B actually works, you know. I've been uh, yeah. I've been teaching for like 38 years, and through COVID, oh, I started yeah. doing it on Zoom, too. And yeah. I teach, like, all around the world, you know, and it's really fun, either either on Zoom or in person. And that's right. been doing well for me. And, and yeah. also uh, sessions. Luckily, I learned how in God. I learned how real to real throughout the, the 80s, early 90s. And then I got like a 1990, uh, the very first home version of Pro Tools, the 001, and brought yes. that home. And so that, that led yeah. to 
way before COVID, I was tracking drums at my own studio on my own, playing with people. And when COVID hit, man, it's just like I got these calls like, hey, you know how to do this, right? Because we can't even see our drummer, let alone record a record with him, you know? So I started playing up people's records. And some of those were cool. I got I got James Durbin, which I, I sent a song out of that, which is really fun. James Durbin's an American Idol runner-up. And we did this record where we're all around the country, all these all-stars, and and it's just yeah. killing. I'm so proud of it. And if you listen to it, yeah. it sounds like we all have been playing together for years, you know? Yeah, so it sounds cool. it. And man, it yeah. really, it, it, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, we well, I mean, we were listening to it before we were locked out for a little bit. And then, of course, we, you sent it to us and it was checking out. And and, and I, I'm, I'm actually surprised we didn't talk about this. You cut yeah. that individually in your own studios and put it together. That's yeah. really pretty beautiful. Especially yeah. with, you know, like rocking them because it's really rocking, man. I mean, it yeah. really, really good. It's the yeah. heaviest stuff I've ever done. And and mm-hmm. it, it, James Durbin is a fan of like Judas Priest, early Iron early iron maiden uh early uh oh dio everybody and and so he he's just too young to to live through that but you know he went back into his homework and and the guy wrote songs like that that are very melodic and they were so catchy that i couldn't help but like fall in love with the stuff and all the songs are stuck in my head it's the heaviest thing i've ever done tons of double bass and fast but i love it you know i I was telling freddie and andy about like your double bass work man it's just like Phenomenal, and play at that tempo, like that. You know, it's, it's, I don't know that kind of not mid tempo, but just a little bit above that, like maybe like one hundred and fifty somewhere. You were out yeah. there doing it, and you hear some of that stuff these days. With like, yeah. uh, this is like, but locked in where you're just in your footwork is just it's phenomenal. Oh, thank you, thank you, man. Really, really you. Yeah. We do have, we do have uh, calling on midnight. Calling on midnight. I, I don't know if Rich has that queued up, but it would be nice to play that. Do you, uh, Rich, if you do have calling on midnight, let's turn that baby up. Crank it. <laughs> Crank it. Crank it. Wasn't James Durbin to play a riot for a couple of years too? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you over the music. What? Oh, I'm sorry about. That. Wasn't James Durbin in Quiet Riot for a couple of years also? Yes, yes, for a long time. Yes. I think like almost ten years or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's killer. Yeah. yeah, you can that that. By the way, he he wants to plug for that. I'm sure that's streaming everywhere on every streaming service. And if you want to buy the CD, it's kind of paying the ass. It's got to come out of that Italian record company. So. Yeah, you just just you know stream it for now. If you love it, try and dig it up and, and order it. But yeah, it's he might have more information on his website. But yeah, yeah, you played. Uh, you you supplied drums to a few different uh, well-known people over the last couple Vince. of years. Fee, Fee Waybill, right? Did you do something? Oh yeah, yeah. I played a song on it on his solo album, and and uh, yeah, years ago when I was starting up my home recording thing. We, we were hanging because the tubes and us live close together. So we play shows and I see him a lot. So I just said, hey, I'm, I'm 
I've been tracking drums and it's like, you know, hey, if you need a song on anything, like I told him, I, I, I love his singing and his playing and his writing and him and Richard Marks write together for everybody. So they yeah. have the song yeah. ready to go. And I'm like, man, I'll play on it, man. If, if you like the tracks, keep them. If you don't, no worries, man. And this one's yeah. yours for free if you ever want to use me again. And that's how that came about. So, cool. yeah, cool. So that was cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's terrific, man. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny because now with, with what you told me about that Nashville story, yeah. To me, when I heard that, like, see, that's that's a decision that you know, like, you, you threw it out there, and then obviously somebody who's <clears throat> going to mix it. There's a lot of dead guys now these days. They're going to mix it, and they're going to go like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix the drums. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know about that. You had a you you kept that thing. To me, you kept it real. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, you sound like you can play, you're playing the song beautifully, yeah. but you kept it, you kept that live, you kept that live, uh, fresh thing going on with it, oh, which, yeah. you know, fortunately you. nobody went in there and said, Oh, we're going to plug this into the grid, right. you know, and suck exactly. the life right out of the fucker, you know, no, but it sounded like it's a machine. And a lot of the companies do that. that. You know, you give it to the record company. They have a team that yeah. immediately fixes it and they have their sound library too. Are you kidding me? Our shit yeah. sounds good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Yes, it's James really cool. Saying it, 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 towards yeah. the end of that song, we get really busy and we're playing all these the solo and the parts and the fills and stuff. And it's just like yeah. it takes a certain, you know, you got to listen to each other and stay out of each other's way, too. That's just as yeah. big a thing about breathing and sending it to other guys. And, and I only brought that up because a, a fee, that was one of the things he told me. He goes, I would love for you to take a shot at this because he said, uh, Richard Marks, he was living in Nashville at the time way back then. And he said, Richard gives it to all these Nashville guys and they all play it perfect. You know, it's like they're yeah. all scared of losing their gig if they take a chance, you know. And yeah. he goes, I know you're just going to kick ass. And, you know, yeah. let the yeah. cymbals ring. Let the fills vibrate. Let everything yeah. resonate. Be a little yeah. ahead or behind. That's what makes music come alive, you know. Oh, I love that he's like that. That's great. So many cats out there that are just like their eyeballs yeah. are glued to that grid. Yeah. And they're not oh, hearing yeah. the music anymore. Because yeah. when you really just sit back and listen, you go, man, what that fucking dude is brilliant. Is it awesome? Is yeah. awesome. You yeah, know? Yeah. No, yeah. don't get me started about that. I think that's, that's what <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny when I heard that. Like you played with somebody from UFO, right? Uh, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Early, early on, I was in a band called Soul Motor. That was before YT with uh, Brian wow. Wheat from Tesla and, uh, wow. and Tommy McLennan, who took Shanker's place in UFO and a guy named Darren Wood singing. And yeah, that was like one of the first bands I had radio play with and stuff. And that led to Y&T because when they were looking, I think Phil called Brian. That was one of the connections I had. But yeah, yeah. That, that was a blast. We actually wrote and well, I wasn't a main writer, but I'd show up replacing another drummer, unfortunately. And, and uh, fortunate for me. But yeah, I came in towards the end of it and we rehearsed and I put in my two cents and we, we put it together and I went in and recorded the stuff. So it's cool when you could do it as a band, man. That... You know, Y&T does it the same way. When you're all in a room together and it's like with Y&T, it's great. We, we're all set up ready to record and everybody's yeah. so good at relaxing and playing to the click. We're just like, yeah. hey, that sounds great. Quick, get it before you. And it's like I do some fills and it's like, and it's like, OK, that was a That was a good one. Let, let me try. No, no, that was the take, man. It was like, no, you know, but it, it was live. Yeah. And I agree now. Yeah. They had the feel. Yeah. You know, so, oh, that's you know, awesome. Was, yeah. Yeah. I do, I do, and I love that whole thing. I'm playing last record we played. We were all playing together on a lot of stuff. It was very cool. What yeah. were you saying? You were asking about uh, Mike playing with the guy from UFO. I got the list here. I mean, Mike's uh, played with everybody. Yeah, Mike, it's yeah. impressive. That's all right here. I got the list. Here. Yeah, it's it, no, is there anybody? I mean, I'm sure there, there's so many moments throughout your career 
I always yeah. like to ask, yeah, ask, the ask a musician, is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. there one, somebody you played with that's like, uh, sure. one of your like, oh, no, I was going the other way. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like, a, like a holy shit moment, like I'm playing with this guy. Yeah. Or, or did oh, yeah there's a couple. I'll give you two of those. The first one I think was after I got Y&T, my friends recommended me because uh, Mick Brown couldn't play with uh, uh, Ronnie Montrose one night. And, oh, and Jesus. All of us, uh, all of us drummers, you know, even Mick called it yeah. the Big Eight because that first Montrose yeah. album, man. Danny Carmassi. Was he Danny playing on the Danny Carmassi, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I love what Danny. A band. Anyway, so I get the call to fill in on two gigs and holy crap. First thing I did, because I heard he's so hard on drummers because he's a producer, you know, so yeah. I called yeah. up uh, every drummer I knew who'd ever play with him Steve Smith, Jimmy DeGrasse. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I talked to Denny. There were a couple guys. Just what do I need to know? You know, and they just gave yeah, me some yeah. advice. But it was so funny yeah. in rehearsal and on stage at the gigs too. Ronnie would stand right in front of me and just stare at me like this. And, <laughs> like, and, and yeah. rehearsal, just go, "Is something wrong, man?" And he goes, "No." He goes, "If I'm saying something, then something's wrong." And I go, "Okay, cool." <laughs> he goes, "I just want to be part of the rhythm section." He doesn't want oh, to be a front man, you know. So he just man. wants to sit back and groove. But yeah. the only thing yeah, he did yeah, tell yeah. me was I, I was playing Denny Carmasi's parts because they're signature, man. It's like I can't put in my own. You know, it's got to be that. Yeah. You know. And yeah. he goes, he yeah. goes, do uh, Dave and Phil and Wayne to you? Do they tell you to uh, play everything exactly like the record? I'm like, no. And he goes, and why the hell are you doing it on my stuff? You know. Well, you're talking to Denny thing, you know, it's yeah. great, great. Yeah, Jimmy so Pat, he gave me the green light. Jimmy Patson played yeah. with him for a while. Yeah. He just loved Ronnie. And anybody yeah. with Ronnie was just like, and I remember seeing yeah. Ronnie when I was, I was probably about 17 years old. I saw him play with Edgar Winter. Yeah. He did a tour with Edgar. And oh, yeah. Was, yeah. He was this guy. And then that record, that Montrose record with Sammy and Denny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. You know, well, I mean, sure. just yeah. awesome. So that one yeah. and then uh, another yeah. one of those moments was just like, uh, this actually came while doing a, a podcast my buddy and I had during COVID, but but we were friends before, but a Night Ranger and us do a lot of shows together. So Kelly and I have become friends, you know, oh, for right. those who don't know, Kelly K, he's a singer, singer, drummer, sister Christian, yeah. you know, all that. Yeah, but he was yeah, recording yeah. a solo album and and uh, it still has yet to come out. He's putting the finishes touches on it, but but he uh, he hit me up because he was stuck on a groove on this one song. And, and you know, in his words, it's just like, you know how it is, you go to record, you got your your vocabulary, the same stuff that keeps coming out. And he yeah. writes for all kinds of people. He lived in Nashville for a while, so he's got to touch country, touch that. And these are songs that aren't meant for Night Ranger. They're coming from his heart, a whole different thing, you know? So he goes, what would you do on this? And he goes, you got Pro Tools, right? So he sends me the stuff. And I played three different takes where I played different verses, bridges, choruses, you know, middle eight, everything. And and I sent it back to him and I go, pick what the parts you like and we can chop it up, put it together and give you some ideas. And so we did just that and he, he picked what he liked. And when it was done, I thought he was going to re-record it, you know, and take the ideas. But he goes, man, your drums sound damn good. He goes, I'm going to keep this. This is the track, man. Oh, and awesome. then, then he oh. sent me two more. So, you know, awesome. yeah, I was honored because I was like, and first thing I said, it was, too. He's oh, a great that's drummer, what I said. Man. I go, what the hell do you need me for? That's like Phil Collins asking you to play on his album, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm honored. Yeah. Very honored, you know? Well, no, that's super cool. I remember Piccaro when he asked Kurt Piscaro to play on stuff that he was, you know, he'd get Kurt to play because he loved the way Kurt played, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. man, that, that's uh, that's that's pretty remarkable, man. That, yeah. I mean, we're tell me, at tell that, me a couple... Tell me a couple of your moments like that. It's not all about me here. Come on. Let me hear a couple of your I can't believe I'm playing with you moments. You got a lot of them. Well, not a lot of them, but but, but listen, anytime I get a chance to work with anybody, when you're, I've been in a band, I've been with these guys for almost 
almost 44 years. So yeah. anytime you get to get out and like, you know, yeah. have another affair with somebody, yeah. a bandmate, it's a like band per a new band. It's 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 always such something special. Yeah. But I guess probably uh you know, like I was just telling these guys, probably doing for me, doing Alice Cooper was like really just oh, incredible. Yeah. Because when I did Alice, I thought I was only doing one song. Yeah. And then they had me do a couple songs. And then I went home. And then they called me back to do more songs. So I was wow. I ended up doing like a bunch of different producers, but I played drums on the whole album. And your friend right. Jimmy DeGrasso, yeah. I think he, he was playing with Alice at the time. Or or, or, oh. or he wasn't playing with them, but then he I, he did the tour afterwards. And I think okay. he had to do like Lost in America. Yeah, I did yeah. this song called Lost in America. That was like the song I cut where they were going through drummers. But that for me was the 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 uh, a moment where like, wow, man, I saw this guy when I was 16, yeah. you know, like the spectrum doing like billion dollar babies. Yeah. And now I'm recording. That was that was that was the moment, you know, even Taj though Mahal's you're in this stuff. band, even though you're in this band that you, you know, pretty much came up in the groundwork in and made it into this. Still, yeah. a moment like that just makes you feel like, wow, I must be doing something right. <laughs> You know, you know what? You've already got all the proof in the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. You know, and sometimes it's like, wow, man, you know, and you put stuff like that too, Freddie, right? You know, like encounter some some cool people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just like it's a remarkable thing sometimes when you find yourself out and you're doing it and you see how other people do it, you know, different producers work, you know, you're doing, you know, um, uh, you know, I mean, it was it was the guy that did Helmet and uh, and um, uh, Nirvana, the engineer. Butch Vig. Butch Vig. Yeah, not Butch Vig, uh-huh. but the other was another engineer, the guy that mixed it. Uh, I forget his name, but oh, he you're was talking about from, from Garbage. Uh, no, it wasn't Butch. It was another guy oh, okay. that was on the record. But anyway, it it doesn't okay. it doesn't matter. But you know that yeah, I've had some at that moment, and you know, obviously, the Ronnie Matros, and uh, I mean, r- remarkable. And you had also, and I think I saw you play. Did you play live gigs with Vince Neil? Did you do any live shows? And then, yeah, that's that's all I did. I didn't record them. Yeah, yeah. You did Just live shows, like, okay. mostly benefits. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So tell me, what what was that like working with Vince? Well, you know, I didn't know much about him, but I heard a lot of horror stories. I'll be honest, and I'm sure he did yeah. it too. Because back in the that's why I'm asking guys, because yeah, I, I'm curious about that. Tom yeah. would have these. You know, well, the first one I did was a uh, we were doing a benefit for uh, Tony LaRussa. Speaking of sports, the baseball manager, he lives out here, mm-hmm. and him and his wife yeah. were running this animal uh, rescue foundation or called ARF, right? And they would put on these charity benefits every year and they would have a rock and roll night. And so they'd have all these bands on or guest artists and stuff. So the guy who ran the house band asked me because it was a rock thing if I'd come in and back up Vince Neil as a guest artist. So we put together, I helped put together a band for him and stuff. And, and we learned his songs and, and I went on YouTube to get endings and stuff and things like that, because there was just going to be a run through in the afternoon, you know, one of those things. And I heard the horror story, so I didn't know what to expect, but he showed up and, and he was just ready to go and, and just killed it. And he sang great that day. And, you know, and it, yeah, he doesn't sing choruses. He'll stick the mic out. So we got we had like Eric Martin singing backup, Tony Lindsay from Santana singing backup. So we were ready to go yeah. with the guns, you know, and the bass yeah. player from Santana on, on bass and some great guitar players. It was fun. Even John Nyman yeah. from uh, Y&T on guitar. But 
but yeah, it, it was just a blast and he was great to work with and he saw we were prepared. So he never said a word, man. He just let us count it off. He did his part and there we go, you know? So in so my case, he was easy to work with. Huh? Wow. Okay. Awesome. We've been talking about all these hard rock names, but I also yeah. see on this list, John Denver. Did you oh yeah. With John? Yeah. <laughs> we got to hear that. Play, wow. I used to play at the, uh, uh, AT&T Golf Classic that used to be, uh, uh, what's the name, Bing Crosby, I think, in, in uh, Pebble Beach, which is only about an hour and a half away from me, down in Carmel. And wow. I'd play it in this house band at a, at a little club coming up. That was like the 90s, you know, to make some dough and have good experiences with some great players. And every year they put on the, you know, we'd host this party and and we'd also play in the club, but they need guys, you know, to back up and perform. And not only did we do a little charity thing with them, but he came into our venue when we were just jamming one night. And this was the best time with him because, you know, he was drinking a little like everybody was doing there. And, and he just asked if he could play. And we asked guys if they want to play. And he came up and he's like, sure. And luckily I'm playing with guys with big ears. You know what they're doing. Knew the chords, knew the harmonies, everything. And we all just listened and we played all those classics, man. And it's just like, you know, I used to watch him like at Christmas time doing specials or, you know, he had TV specials, you know. And, and you hear those songs, it's like, oh, wow, I'm contributing to it this time. And you hear the voice, and it's like, it's unreal, you know? So we get him. Wow. Who else was in there? Wow. Smothers Brothers. Uh, uh, I can't remember the musicians offhand. Tom Selleck used to come hang out. That was an honor. You know? but, yeah. but a lot of great wow. musicians. And, it, you know, this just off the cuff. But I could say I performed with them a couple times, so that was fun. It's incredible. It really is All really part incredible. of the education, you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. just, 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 it's really, and it's really super cool, you know. And, you know, like, and from the moment I met you, um, and I understand why Rolf was just so passionate about talking about you, like, you know, he said, they, you're, you, you, you can tell your love, because we met through one of my friend Jorge uh, from Rick Springfield's band. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was oh, a yeah. monster drummer. Oh, yeah, and he is, said, yeah. Love and you're trying to, you're, yeah, great drummer. I mean, yeah. great. Hey, you want to hear something wild? When I mentioned that Alice Cooper, he was my tech on that record. Oh, I think he told me. He that. Was my, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. And he was like, yeah. I mean, he was great. He was my tech. And then he went on, like, now he's been with Rick for 12 years. He yeah. does, I mean, you know, Sammy Hagar uses him. Everybody, I mean, the guy's like yeah. just, just blowing up, you know? And it's just, yeah. and what a hard worker, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and talk about prepared, man. He has a rhythm watch. He has a, the, the, uh, the iPad, he's got all the tempos down. Yeah. The guy can jump in at the moment because if he knows he's got to do a show, 15 yeah. minutes, he's out there doing, he's got his headphones on, he's doing his homework, he's writing out whatever little chart he can do, yeah. but then he goes for it. Wasn't he, that rhythm section backing up uh, to other people? They, well, yeah, they played with uh, Tommy Two-Tone and Paul Young, and then right. and, and then one night uh, 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 John John uh, John Wake came up to play with us. Right. And, and and you wouldn't even know it, you know. They have a yeah. great drummer, Alan Charles, who plays with him, but he couldn't he couldn't do the he wasn't doing the gig. So Jorge jumped in to do the gig, you know, which was great. Yeah, cool. I was so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, if you got if you're a drummer worth your salt, you always want to get up and play. You're right. right? You know, sure. Freddie, oh, you, yeah. want, you, you want you want to play. Yeah. Except way, if you're left-handed, like yeah, and not, Freddie's not a Freddie's a lefty, and he's he's so oh, good. You know yeah. those Amos Lee records he plays on, man. You know, and he's a great songwriter. He's doing great stuff. You would love his playing, man. He, he oh, I'm gonna be good. looking it up for sure. Yeah, but, he, no, but he's but he's a lefty. He's a lefty, yeah. which makes yeah. it like you know. But yeah. you know, then you then you see the crazy lefties like Elon Rubin who plays. 
He sits on a righty kit, plays lefty, okay, and then does that. like open handed, and yeah. it's like, yeah. wow. Are you left footed you know? too? Are you left footed yeah. as well? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So you just like I, I just sit down at a right-handed kid, play left-handed, right-footed, but yeah, normally, like okay. total. Okay. He's brilliant. He's absolutely awesome. brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. So t- tell me, so Steve Smith, no. so Mike and I have been chatting. I told him I was taking drum lessons from Bruce Becker, I just because I love Bruce. And I took lessons with him before in a group, but I went back to take private lessons with him because he helps me. You know, like I've never had any problems with my hands or feet or anything because I think I've always like looked in like, what am I going to do? So I never had other than arthritis that comes around age, but I never had any problems with that, you know, and I kind of want to keep staying there. So I like investigating and looking into drummers that have like are passionate about grips and things like that. And uh, you see another, you know, you talk about Steve Smith, man. Tell us about like your relationship with him. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That started off, you know, just being a kid who was, I don't know why I was so attracted to his playing and the records and stuff. It just, it it must've been some force that was meant to be that I still can't explain, but obviously it turned out it was meant to be because it started off being a kid, just kind of hounding him a little bit, you know, getting in his face. So he'll pay attention to me, you know, and just want to, you know, pick his brain and stuff like that. And then one day he saw me at a clinic or something and he was going to be teaching at a music store and, and, and he just said, hey, man, I'm taking signing up, you know, guys, you want to do it? And that was the first time we met and we played together and he saw how much I was into him and all that stuff. Yeah. chops and, everything. Yeah. and he turned out, recommended me for a gig that day from I think the lighting guy from Journey was managing a gig. And get this. It was the Wild Dogs that Dean Casanova yeah. used to be in. And Dean wow. was moving on. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I went up there and I'd like to think I got the gig, but then I never heard anything. But I think they just banned it. I don't know whatever became of yeah. it. But yeah. But, you know, Dean was moving on and more, you know, less, less heavier stuff. And, and I wasn't really going down that path anyways, but shoot, I'll do my best anyway. But then, you know, that kind of, then, then Steve just remembered me, but years later, my phone rang and I think I still kept the cassette on my, on my parents' old home, you know, recording thing, you know, and I'm like, He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm teaching some lessons at the house, man. If you'd like to come up, check it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, you know. So that was like, I think, 1992 or something, you know, maybe before. Wow. Yeah, and so we started doing lessons, and he, it became more like uh, like hanging out all day, talking, watching videos and playing. Wow. And, and yeah. he became just like my mentor, my friend. And and to wow. this day, like we in town, we'll, we'll go grab dinner or something. Or during the pandemic, it, well, he used to live close to here. Now, now yeah. he has a place in Ashland, Oregon, place in New York, place in upstate New York. And, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll just get on a Zoom call or we'll just get on the phone. And and he's always excited. You know how it is. Drummers, when they get, you know, something that yeah. only drummers can understand, you can't yeah. wait to share. Look, guess what I'm working on, you know? And so yeah, yeah. he's like a little kid. And it's so great to see that excitement, you know? That's and the guy, great. I think he's, uh, yeah, he's 69 now. And he's so excited about really? playing. And Yeah. Wow. And, but. What I got from him is he's the most disciplined guy I've ever met drumming wise. He'll practice yeah. six days a week, no matter yeah. what, just try and fit it into his schedule or whatever nice. he's working on and, and just things yeah. he's learning, but, but just wants to push the envelope of the instrument and never stay stale and doing the same thing. Yeah. Just kind of keep going yeah. ahead like a Miles Davis or something. But, but yeah, yeah, so the common thread we have with your teacher yeah. is he, they both studied yeah. with Freddie Gruber who, for yeah. guys who don't know, he used to be yeah. Buddy Rich's roommate, and he's yeah. like the guru of body motions and staying away yeah. from your own body so you can play everything. 
I like how you said staying away from your own body. Like yeah, visual. So, oh, yeah. My Very, first lessons I was taking with him while he was studying with Freddie, which was cool. So I got to meet Freddie and go to a couple clinics, but I never got the private lessons with Freddie, but just as good because Steve Smith could explain it better, I think, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And I mean, the first lessons were just like, okay, when you lift your arm, this is the motion. When you play, when you're karate or you hit or something, you know, to the yeah. basic stuff. And like you said, you think you got good hands and everything's good until you know what you didn't know, you know? And it's just like, Oh wow, that's how you do that. That's how Buddy yeah. Rich did that, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still watch. I still watch the. Is it the insane solo? The you know the, at the very end where Buddy's on the rim and he's oh, doing yeah, that. And he, yeah. does, oh, yeah. and he does that, and he's it's all single strokes. He's on yeah, the rim and he's yeah. dynamic and doing it, and the fingers and everything's working. Sure. They're still yeah. like I'll, I'll probably to the day I die, I'll yeah. be like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Like that, yeah. thing, you know, it's <laughs> my French. Yeah. But like, cause it's crazy, but it's all, and if you watch him and then it, it, everything's like moving and, yeah. you know. When he Buddy goes faster, he gets into all that. Yeah. He gets he into the molar and things like that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He, he would also say it's all wrist. No, yeah. no fingers. Yeah, but that was Buddy. All wrists. But he could play on a dime, you know, it's like, yeah. it was kind of crazy. I mean, it's, I mean, it's such a crazy thing, but you know, we could dissect it to where yeah. I mean, That's we true. have like a month, a year he dissecting that stuff. Supposedly, he, he didn't read. He had a guy who would play right. the chart, and he had a memory. photographic memory. Yeah. He would get up and play it, but he didn't study. But Henry Adler yeah. broke him, broke down what he wow. did wow. and said, here's what you're doing. Wow. <laughs> he analyzed his hey, that's crazy. I have I studied with a guy who studied with Adler. Wow. Who was that? Paul Patters. Oh man. That's hey, I mean, I mean, yeah, and that's got what the I East heard. Coast that's guys, the you got the West guy, Coast guys. I love hearing these stories from you, Mike, because yeah, you know, it's studying from Steve and then and I told you like I'm like this is a West Coast guy. We zoom the lesson, we do it. I yeah, I I, I dig it, man. You know, and yeah. and you know, I can tell you're still yeah, like you're you're still in that thing where you love like love learning. You know, I don't. Do you play uh, any other instruments? Do you play any other instruments? I, like you, I started on trumpet. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Second grade, senior in high school, said. I was doing it seriously while I was playing drums. So I thought yeah. that's what I was going to do. But drums yeah. came easier and more gigs yeah. too. You know, yeah. I still yeah, take it out and play once in a while. But you know, you got to play all the time to keep that tone up. You know. Yeah, I'm sure. You still pick it up from time to time? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I still got good tone, but it only lasts for about 10 minutes, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I played just for a little while as a kid. I wanted to go back and do it. I got a couple in my bag. I have a, a harmonic in G and I got a harmonic in C and I love playing that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I just like, and I play just a little bit of guitar. How about guitar? Do you pick up any guitar? I, I, I picked one up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, we don't. Here, here's your guitar. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, I, you know, like if I get a nice chord sound, like it's an accident. Yeah. You know, it's an accident. Well, I think it's great. I mean, it but just I opens preach, up. I mean, guys like it opens up other things. Guys you know? like Kelly Kagi. I mean, he knows enough to get around a guitar enough. That's how he writes his great songs. I never knew that. He sits there and he's like three chords in the truth, like every other Nashville country guy yeah. says, you know. So yeah, I totally yeah. encourage it. Learn some keyboards, learn some drums, because yeah. the money's in the in the uh, what do you call it? The the, the 
not just publishing. songwriting. What's the word about publishing? Thank publishing. you. Publishing. Yeah, yeah. Songwriting. Yeah, I get yeah. you. We talked a bit of that bit about that today too. You know. Yeah, indeed. You know. So, hey, listen. Um, I, we do. We. I want to. I want to get to a little play something else too. How are we doing sure. on time? How well, we doing? we're at forty-five minutes, but we could or four, we could hang with Mike for a few more minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, Mike. So, so we have uh, we have two Y and T tunes. So, yeah. Um. So we're probably not going to get to both of them. So if okay. you had a choice between Blind Patriot and Shine On, what do we? Well, play? you heard a busy song, which was uh, which was the last one. Blind Patriot's a busy chops oriented song, but Shine On's a groove song and. I got to say, Dave encourages us because we're only a four piece. We all got to sing. And unfortunately, oh. but fortunately, I guess I sing all the high parts with Dave and the band. So, you know, talk mm -hmm. about learning to pace yourself and breathing, <laughs> you know, because oh, Dave is in the stratosphere up there. So I'm singing. So we all sang live on this record, too. It's all of us. Each guy singing his part instead of just the lead singer singing. You know? You're rocking, buddy, and you're doing yeah, the high thanks, voice. Man. Thank you. You're doing the high voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's what I'm getting used to, man, because it's like when I, I first got imagine. in the band, it was the most physical thing I've ever done because it's a pretty hard band. We play like we were playing two, two and a half hour shows and kicking your butt. So you're that took getting in shape for it. And then when I started singing with them, it's like, wow, I had to like start over and rethink it. Because, you know, when you're bashing away and you got to hold a note out study, it's like, oh, oh I, yeah. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to do that. So I don't have yeah. to do that. So I couldn't imagine. So, yeah. uh, wh so where's your favorite country to go play? Do you have a favorite? If you a, Oh, my gosh. Know? People ask that all the time. And, and, and you yeah, know, I don't know how many countries you guys get out to. But, uh, you know, they're. There's something good in all of them. I'll start with that. But man, yeah. when we go to Spain, we play like Madrid and Barcelona and then yeah. arts in the Netherlands, uh, yes. the UK. There's a couple strong spots and, and uh, Germany, of course. I heard you mention in, uh, yeah. and then, uh, 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 oh, we're playing in uh, at this place in Tokyo. We play all the time. All the fans of Japan, they're just rock and roll never died and they're so grateful and they go crazy, you know. But yeah. then, you know, it, it, Ireland, when we go up to Belfast, especially where the where the real hardworking, you know, blue collar people are that really appreciate yeah. it, you know, yeah. that's that's yeah. when it's just killer. Yeah. But yeah, it, Germany does great, and I heard you saying that in your documentary. And by the way, thanks for sending it. I got to watch the whole thing, man. That was really well done. You got a great story, my friend, killer. Oh, and it, yeah, oh, and, and uh, you made some good decisions yeah. in your life. That's for sure. Well, I had to. It was either. Go one way or die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I forgot. I forgot to tell you this, and I don't think I've ever mentioned. But and I don't know. If, but back in the early days of YNT, a, 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 a video producer her name was Karen Ballone did a yeah. video with uh, YNT in the early days. Yeah, and uh, she was. I forget where the I ended up. There was a leather jacket that somehow she was given, which I ended up with. Which was okay. stolen all the tons of fight. I was doing a okay. commercial for the Bundesbahn. It was stolen, but yeah. I remember I was sick over it because Karen Ballone gave me the leather jacket. But oh. it came from YNT. It came from a YNT video. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was from a. Video. Yeah, her and her and uh, John Jobson. 
did okay. a video for one too back in the day. So one of the guys in the band was wearing it. I, yeah, one in the video. So I don't know oh. if there's a video with a leather jacket. I ended up with the leather jacket, and then somebody stole yeah, it. So there is a <laughs> Y&T and a Hooters connection. Yeah, how about there, that? There you go. And I, I, I remembered as we were doing this podcast, I went, wait a minute. Karen Barone yeah. gave me that jacket, and then it was it was stolen. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, okay, with Ralph Fowl and then also the sound man, Akeem Kohler, it's like we share the same German crew, and every Akeem, year we're there guys? in the fall. What's, oh, yeah. So we're there in oh, the fall, and you guys good. are there in the summer. It's like maybe we could like change our timing and yeah. do something together. That'd be so much oh. fun. Yeah. Oh man, it would be so cool to hang with you there, man. I'll I tell you, love that. and those guys are aggressive. Akeem, man. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, he's such. A, I mean, that guy. This guy's an engineer. Yeah. I'll tell you, he does drum set like an old mix. He's got all. He's got oh, such yeah. great ears. He's so good. Oh, yeah. He's all those guys. Amazing, yeah. amazing. It'd be even cool if you guys ended up on the same bill and you're up somewhere. I mean, because you play, you guys played with some kind of hard. Oh my god! Year, you know, right? Hooters could play like it's so weird. Like you know, experiences. Like we're like that's. I'd see Johnny. We'd be playing. We play on the same festival as Johnny's yeah. band. Yeah, we're yeah. not like a, we're not like a you know metal band. Right. Right, but we're right. a metal fest. We did one in yeah. Sweden last yeah. year. It yeah. was a European audience that I think that cool. just were like if you rock hard. It yeah. could be any genre. If you're putting out, they love you. Am, am I? Yeah, they, do that you a lot. they do a lot more of that in Europe. They mix up genres. We're in America. Yeah. It's like it's more like a radio station, you know. Yeah. Speaking of your documentary, okay. So I got to say, the first time I saw you play live, 1987, because I'm a huge Mickey Curry fan. I went and saw Brian <laughs> Adams on that tour. It was an Into the Fire, and you were on it. You know, you guys were opening. Yeah. But I saw in your documentary in the '80s, you had in-ear monitors. I didn't even know they were a thing then. I was the first. I I uh, I used them at Live Aid. I was one of the only drummer. Oh. I was. I think it was the only drummer that used them at Live Aid. Wow. I was the beta tester for Marty Garcia, future uh, but yeah. future Sonics a plug. I was yeah. the only drummer that was using them, and I almost didn't use them that night. I decided because sometimes I use wedges, and I decided yeah. I'd use them because I knew that beginning of all you zombies. I, Rob, I, I I knew I wouldn't hear that cliss. Uh -huh. And I needed to hear that list of big play that downbeat yeah. to play that, that little thing in the beginning of yeah. zombies. If I didn't have that ears, I wouldn't have heard it, and our career could have been boom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those guys really sucked that day. Well, a bad drumming performance didn't kill Led Zeppelin at Live Aid. So yeah, that was pretty well, bad. Live yeah. It was bad. Well, they both they and unfortunately, the both the guys were just you know Tony wasn't too happy with 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 Phil that day. Uh -huh. That was a great show, but, man. Yeah. Live Aid. What a hang that must have been. Oh my God. Oh, it was amazing, man. Yeah. Same Tom Petty show up with his like he grew those like those uh sideburns at the time. I, I was looking yeah. for somebody different. He shows up with little with granny glasses and stuff. And yeah. Clapton was amazing. And uh yeah. you know, Crosby stills in Nash. And I saw yeah. David Crosby at his worst that day yeah. because he had yeah. like you know, it's just ridiculous. But were you there all day? Did you I stayed all day. I had. See, did you see Dylan at all or not? I, I did. I did. And Ronnie Wood put his put his you know put his shoulder on me, hanging out. But crazy. Uh, it, it was it was such a, such a crazy day. You know, oh, no, it's temptation. Yeah. So, I, so you just might. So so Hondas with with Eddie Kendrick and, uh, and David was it Jimmy David, David Ruff. So yeah, I'm yeah. having coffee yeah. in the back, and yeah. I was sitting yeah. with my girlfriend sitting there by, about you know just sitting at a table, and Eddie and David. From the Temptations, sure. I, I think it was Eddie said, "Do you mind if we join you? Sit down." I was like, <laughs> "Whoa, yeah, yeah, sit down, man." Look yeah. at he asked, and he, of course, 
Amazing. I mean, like, what yeah. a day. What a day. It was yeah. just incredible. I stayed yeah, to the end. And yeah. I, that, that was like some of the best if you're a Mickey Curry fan, man. He was like the house drummer that day. He even mentioned that on your show. I heard that. But yeah, he, Mickey, was, back, he was playing with Hollow Notes. You back up, you know, the Temptations thing. Yeah. And then he was yeah. backing up Tina and Mick Jagger. Yeah. He was on stage for yeah. at least an hour yeah. and a half, right? You know, Mickey's been such a unique player, man. You know, you've yeah. seen Mickey play like his pocket and the way he yeah. just even it, 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 the way he yeah. talked, the way his body and the way he plays. Yeah, it, you know, he's 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 up there. It's even like one of my favorites of all time. You know, like just just and we're buddies. You know, it's like oh, sometimes. I it's, yeah. I got fortunate to know him along the way and he makes everybody feel like their best friend, you know, so I'd like to say we're really close, but I'm sure everybody he comes across says, you know, but he's a great guy. But but speaking of that and trying to get feel in music, uh, uh, John Tempesta from the cult who Mickey played on the Sonic Temple album. And what's the one after that? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, we were talking about another big part of it is like, even Mickey says this too, when he does a, records he's just waiting for the day this is mickey's words he goes i'm waiting for the day somebody busts me and figures out i'm just imitating steve gadd or jeff picard or so you know whatever because you know we all imitate our heroes and that that was our training but you'll never sound like them so it's always you but the other thing john and i notice is like you know like mickey especially when you're grooving this is a big part of making a song feel good is how you get that your head movement you know which way you're going depending on the groove you know what i'm saying and like Mickey yeah. pushes off, you know, down yeah. his back, and you know, yes, yeah. all those little things. Pay attention yeah. to that stuff because if yeah. the guy's swinging, it's all right on it, and the snare drum yeah. is just right behind him. You wrote yeah. something real quick, and it's in your bio. You you call yourself a where it says you're straight ahead. You was a straight ahead drummer. Was it? Did you use that thing? And I was like, man, I, I to me, like I love drummers that group. Like my man next to me grooves like nobody else. Awesome. You're a groover. I, I I love that. I love Jeff Carroll's Mickey's playing. Oh, you know yeah. the great Dave Maddox. Like the, you yeah. know, those are drummers that I listen to that are just you know yeah. they just understand like they make it feel good for the song to to breathe. Oh yeah. Man. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. My, favorite, my favorite. What's that? Uh, now, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Because I was going to say I hate to be a buzzkill, but I know we do have to wrap this up in like two minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you say? Got your dinner getting cold. Tell your story. Tell your story, Mike. Yeah, your dinner will still be there. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Well, I'm just I'm worried about Rich back in the studio over there. Yeah, he fell asleep. Don't worry. But yeah, anyway, I was just going to say real quick. Yeah, I I grew up listening to the, you know, I I would start with my favorite drummers who at the time were like Jeff and Mickey and John Robinson and. And any yeah. of those screw guys I get my hands on, you know, and I could sit here for an hour and name them all. But yeah. who did they listen to? So then you're into Bernard Purdy, you know, and you're going yeah. back and you're going back and you, and you listen to all these cats. Okay. So that was the groove side of it. And then you go yeah. the other way and you start yeah. studying Tony Williams and all these guys. Yeah. I like the quote unquote fusion drummers, the ones that yeah. sound like they can play. They, just as good in a rock situation as they do R&B, jazz, whatever, you know, like Vinnie Colita, Steve Smith, you know, you know, Weckl, and Simon Phillips, you know, on and on and on and on, you know. Yeah. But, but, you know <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just going back, you know. Listen, man, part two. We'll okay. do a part two sometime, Mike. I'm ready, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you mentioned that. Oh, I know we go. can go. There it is. Mike, there's your website. Anything else we need people to know about what's going on? What, uh, what can we it's like if you want to if you want to get hip to my recording process or or you know you need some tracks on your record, I'm giving a plug. Or you know, oh, yeah. drums, of course, you want to take your plan to the next level. I teach all levels. There it is. 
myname.com. If, if, if you're just listening and not watching us right now, the website is mikevanderhule.com, and that's V-A-N-D-E-R-H-U-L-E.com. So yes. check that. So. Yeah. Well, Excellent, man. Be in touch. I'll send you some links. You can post it for your friends. We'll get it out there. Mike, yeah. thank you so much, man. Thank you. Hey, this means, thank you. This means this a lot. Great. Thanks. I'm honored to be a guest on here. You guys are great, man. Thank you. Great questions. Thank you, great thank you. Go Birds. All right. See you guys. Take care. David Austin Pocket is sponsored by the School of Rock Main Line. I'd like to thank the School of Rock Main Line, located at 511 Old Lancaster Road in Berwyn. You can visit their website at schoolofrock.com. As for Dave Marsh or Rick Allison. 